The shonambira is one of the entrancing musical sounds out of Africa. This week on Afropop Worldwide from PRX, Georges Collinet takes us back, way back in time. This program has not been aired in over 20 years, but as you'll hear, it is timeless. One note, when you hear the speakers talk about 30 years ago, think 50 instead. Now, open your ears and hearts and experience the soul of Mbira. Boy, have I got a story for you today. It starts over 1,000 years ago, deep in Shona land, in old Zimbabwe, and it's still going on today in cities and towns the world over. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. This edition, our tribute to the soul of Mbira. Our story today touches on ancient prophecies, war and peace, racial healing, cultural drift, and communion with the ancestors. At its center, an extraordinary concert by the Mbira Masters of Zimbabwe. I think we'll start there. Back in 1976, when Zimbabweans were fighting their liberation struggle, ethnomusicologist Paul Berliner published his book, The Soul of Mbira. It was the first serious study of the Shona people's sacred music tradition and a beautiful instrument at its heart, the Mbira. In 1999, Paul went back to Zimbabwe and he returned with some of the same musicians he had written about years earlier. The group performed all over America, finding loyal supporters of the Mbira music everywhere they went. We'll have more to say about all those fans, but let's kick off our tribute with a selection from the Mbira Masters of Zimbabwe, live in concert in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. 
Masters of Zimbabwe, recorded live in Eugene, Oregon. That incredible male voice you heard is Mbira singer Akuro Twimude, who they sang on one of the very first editions of this program, and that was back in 1988. Wow. Accompanying Mude on Mbiras are Paul Berliner, Cosmas Magaya, and Bular Joko, who also sang, and rounding out the group, Simon Magaya on the Gore Checker, Osho, and Chaka Chawasarira on Ngoma Drum. We'll hear more from all these musicians throughout our program, but first, a little history. For Paul Berliner, organizing this tour was a dream come true. Well, you know, it began about 30 years ago when uh, Cosmos and Simon and Mr. Mude and I met. I became apprenticed to them. In those days, we were studying together and performing together. And uh, Cosmos and I, it was 1971, had the idea that it would be a wonderful thing to create a bridge between music cultures and to have Mbira music, so powerful in its own right in, in Zimbabwe, really gain exposure in the States where so few people were aware of the music. It's only that we seem to have underestimated by about 29 years what it would take 
Not to worry, Paul. The ancestors don't like to rush things. Paul didn't know at the time, but the ancestor spirits in Zimbabwe, the Mondoro, had been expecting him. You see, in Shona tradition, knowledge of the past and the future comes from the ancestors. The Mbira's role in Shona life is really to call ancestor spirits who possess living human beings. Then it's the job of a spirit medium to talk to the spirit and get his or her advice. Rujeko Masango is a singer and dancer from the village Chiriseri. These days, she's married to an American musician who, like Paul, followed his muse to Zimbabwe to learn Shona music. Rujeko's great-uncle is a Mondoro spirit medium, and he wasn't surprised to see foreigners coming to the village to learn. My great-uncle, the Mondoro spirit, he, and I guess quite a few other Mondoro spirits, have profited that this music would bring a people from outside of Zimbabwe that would come back to Zimbabwe and create peace between the races. It's actually a, a prophecy that's quite well known, you know, um, in Zimbabwe, that there would be a people from the West that would create this healing element. And with all of the musicians that we take to the village, he believes that that prophecy is being fulfilled. Well, we'll pick up the story of the Mondoro's prophecy later on. But first, more of our Mbira Masters concert. Chaka Chawasarira directs a children's church choir in Zimbabwe. He's made it his work to try and reconcile Christianity and Shona spirit religion. He's even composed the mass using the small Nyunga Nyunga Mbira. Here on the seldom heard Matepe Mbira, Chaka Chawasarira. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
Masters of Zimbabwe Thank with you. Chipembere, the rhinoceros. Back in 1988, the Afropop field team attended a spirit possession ceremony at the home of Akuro Tuimude, the singer we've just been listening to. By then, he and his family group were in high demand for such occasions. But when he was a boy in Rhodesia during the 1940s, it was a different story. <laughs> Diga gara, gua kerja riba. Diga sendiri koro, nama, asal nama pun dah sekanya. Mude says that as a boy, he would take his hunting dogs to school and leave them outside when he went in. But then he would find himself feeling suddenly very ill, and the teacher would tell him to go home. But as soon as he got outside with these dogs, the sickness mm-hmm, would go away. Mude decided that school was not for him, and he left to go to the big city of Salisbury, now called Harare. That's where he started playing mbira and singing, and it wasn't long before his great talent was recognized. By the time Paul Berliner came along, Mude was working with Cosmos and Simon Magaya, whose mbira and Osho we've been hearing in the Mbira Masters concert. Cosmos was the first Magaya to play music professionally. His cousin, Ernest, taught him to play when he was just seven years old. Cosmos has never forgotten his first ceremony, because he had to play it while suffering from measles. My mother didn't want me to go because, she, you know, as a mother, she, I was feeling the pain. But my father wanted me to go and perform since, you know, we we're going to be paid and part of the man was going to complement the school fees. So he really wanted me to go. So I had to be carried on a bicycle carrier. My whole body was itching, but however, we performed very well and the, all those who were supposed to be possessed, the spirit mediums were possessed. And I was a young, you know, with a big calabash in front of me. So, you know, all elderly people were calling me names, like Msorom Deme, which meant a head inside a calabash. Later, in the competitive environment of Mr. Mude's group, Cosmas became a star player. And when Paul Berliner showed up, Mude assigned Cosmas and another young player to teach him. One song they worked on was Mukatiende, which means, wake up, let's go. Here again are the Mbira Masters of Zimbabwe with Mukatiende. Simon Magaya makes the necessary introductions. We are joined here by Professor 
Paul Bellina. From Northwestern University in Chicago, uh, I need to explain a little bit. Some people might be wondering, what is this man doing up there? <laughs> right, our relationship with uh, Paul dates back to 1971, when Paul came to Zimbabwe to do some Bira research. During that time, it was very tough going. Paul is a man who likes ice cream. <laughs> he likes cappuccino. <laughs> there was nothing of the sort in Mondoro. <laughs> Coca-Cola was coming from the crate to the mouth. No refrigerators but he carried on. That is one thing that impressed us most. <laughs> but before he came back to the United States, he promised us that it is his wish that one day we should play Mbira together in the United States. Today we are here, isn't it?
Listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. The next tune is called Chiringa Ringa. This is a tune that was composed by Ambuya Biula Dioko. And it talks about those people who want to look for other girlfriends when they are married. She's saying people should behave themselves because she saw a lot of people dying because of the AIDS menace. She herself lost uh, a sister and two members of her group who passed away because of AIDS and she decided to compose this song 
to advise people to behave themselves. Shiringa ringa. Masters of Zimbabwe, featuring the gorgeous voice of Bueller Joko singing Chiringaringa, a song about AIDS. Bueller, too, has quite a story to tell. Before she became Zimbabwe's first female Mbira player, she had completed school, married, and had two children. Bueller's life changed after she caught her husband cheating on her. She left him. But then, just like Mude, she became very sick. She traveled around the country, consulting with traditional healers and mediums. When she slept, she dreamed about 
playing the mbira. And when a cure finally came, she knew that dream foretold her destiny. But Bueller's mother was a woman of the church, which considered mbira music the work of the devil. So when she came home, Bueller had some explaining to do. My mother, she thought that I'm dead. She went to the police, could look for me, to the mortuaries, the hospitals, wherever it is. She didn't see me. Now the time I went back home, my mother, she was surprised that, oh, is it you? And then that time I was so thin. I wasn't eating sadza. I was eating the roots from the bush called masarawa. Then my mother, she seen me, start crying that, well, what's wrong with it? I said, it's possessing business. Says, but in our church, maybe they don't like it. I said, that's, that's what happened to me. Then she says, what kind of spirit have you got? I say, I don't know, you must call it. Then she poured water on the ground, calling the spirit. Then the spirit came, and then they took. After consulting the guardian spirit, Bueller's mother accepted her new life and helped her get her first mbira. Straight away, Bueller began playing the songs she had been dreaming about. And before long, she was making records for Teal and Gallo, the record companies of that day. And, as we say, the rest is history. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide's tribute to the soul of Fambira. Earlier in this program, Rujeko Masongo told us about the prophecy of the spirit mediums that foreigners would come to Zimbabwe to learn Mbira and bring about peace between the races. Well, the Mondoro spirits work in strange ways. Here is how Rujeko came to meet her American Mbira-playing husband, Chris Berry of San Francisco. Chris picks up the story. When I was a kid, I was in a gang, and my friends shoplifted a store and came out with um, some music, some Mbira music, and put it in the car stereo. And when I heard that music, um, even though I was sort of a macho guy and whatever, I started crying. And the music, for some reason, touched me so deeply, and I vowed myself that I'd make it to Zimbabwe. Chris made good on that vow. He went to Zimbabwe and settled with an Mbira-playing family and met Rujeko, his wife-to-be. Chris made quite an impression as a young white man singing his heart out in Shona at sacred Mbira ceremonies. Clear evidence that the Mondoro's prophecy was being fulfilled. By the way, Chris, what was that tape your friends shoplifted that day? Hmm? Um, that first tape, I believe it was Paul Berliner's um, one of his recordings of the soul of Mbira. Coincidence or the Mondoros? Well, you decide. In any case, for the past 10 years, Chris and Rujeko have been traveling the world, teaching and performing Shona music. Here they are with their group, Pangea and the song Mazuva Ano. Quem 
Anzonga Marimba Ensemble of Seattle playing the Mbira song Tayreva. You know, today there are marimba and Mbira groups throughout Washington, Oregon, California, and New Mexico, and the movement is spreading to Texas, Idaho, Montana, Massachusetts, and New York, not to mention all the action in Europe, Australia, and elsewhere. As Chris Berry says, it's an epidemic. Our story won't be complete without recognizing a few other players. First, our friend Thomas Mapfumo, whose Umbira pop music has done a lot to spread the Shona gospel. Finally, we come to a very special man, Dumisani Madaire, who sadly died in 1999 of a heart attack at the age of 56. Here's what Chris Berry, one of many American musicians who worked with Dumi, had to say about his teacher. He's the legendary ambassador of Shona music to the West. I mean, I don't know of anybody else who can claim as much responsibility for spreading Shona music. He came over in the late 60s, and he started this phenomenon of the marimba band, which played Shona in Bira music, and it just took the country by storm. And um, he's of late now, but I don't think he'll ever be forgotten or enough respect can be given to him for pioneering this musical revolution. We leave you with Dumi and another Mbira pioneer, Efat Mujul, with their version of Chemtengure.
Paul Berliner and the Mbira Masters of Zimbabwe for this amazing program from the Afropop Archive. 
Visit afropop.org for more on Umbira music and Zimbabwean music. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. And before we go, I am thrilled to announce the first edition of Camp Afropop. Three days of musical performances from Natu Kamara, Pakiti Kumalo, Pedrito Martinez, Yakuba Sisoko, Samba Mapangara, and Jake Blunt. And also interactive workshops, jam sessions, and late night dance parties. Join me and the Afropop team in the warm embrace of the 100-acre Full Moon Resort in the Catskill Hills of New York State. The camp takes place May 28 to the 31st, 2024. Visit campafropop.org for more details. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Bill Siri. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of development is Mukwe Wabeisi Yolwe. And our director of new media is Savion Biggs. And I'm Georges Collinet. 